Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Thank you for dropping back in here at Grace for Your Journey podcast. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much. If you're a new listener, glad to have you. So glad that you're with us and pray that it'll be a blessing to you. Well, we're in Matthew chapter 12 and Jesus has been talking about two or three different subjects. One, about his authority over all of life. Now, he demonstrates that more than he talks about it and he does it by by casting out some devils. Um, He cast out some devils. Uh, Pharisees and Sadducees came to him, if you remember, and said, oh, yeah, yeah, you did this because you're of the devil. And Jesus said, well, that's sort of dumb because a devil would go ahead and um, occupy the same space with another devil to make this person's life more miserable. He wouldn't pull them out. Just doesn't make any sense. He talked about a tree and fruit, right? You know a tree by the fruit it bears? You've absolutely heard that saying before. And now he comes to a place where he's talking about an unclean spirit and it might be able to return. He had casted out a demon just earlier, so it's not unused for him to then talk about this. So so here's what he says. He says, Now when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, but finds none. Now what does that mean, waterless places? Some people have created the idea that this is a spiritual barren wasteland and it's desert, and they conjure up some images from movies where it's dry and desolate and there's no water, and these demons just walk through that miserable looking for somewhere to go. Yeah, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think I think what Jesus is saying here is just really simple. Water almost always refers to a place of growth that's hospitable that's acceptable for life and advancement and moving ahead. It's pretty much what it always indicates. Or it can indicate new life, and it can indicate the power of the Spirit. So it's always something about fostering life and, and moving ahead and moving beyond. So here's what Jesus says. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through places looking for a place to rest, a place to flourish, but it doesn't find any. So then it says in verse 44, I will return to my house from which I came. And so so Jesus says, here's what happens to the spirit. It goes out. It doesn't find another person to possess or to, to, you know, sort of link up to. It doesn't find that. So it says, wait a minute, I'll just go back to the person I just came from. And, And when it comes, if it finds the house is empty, swept, and put in order. Now, in our way of understanding, we think, well, no, that means the person's cleaned his life up, right? Gotten sin out of his life, gotten other things out of his life, and, and he's gotten everything right. So this demon's not going to have a way to come back into the person. Well, see, that's not necessarily what it means. It, if you look at the first phrase, it says, it says and, and when it comes, it finds the house empty. Empty's the key word. Because you see, once the demon leaves and once those evil spirits leave a person, the next thing that person must do is accept Christ as Savior. Because at that point, the Holy Spirit then comes and fills the person from the top to the bottom, seals him, and and makes him firm and fixedly God's forever. And so if a demon returns, the demon can't come back in. Now, what the demon can do is what's called demonize the person. That means affect the surroundings, affect things around them, move things in the night to make you live in fear. Because if the devil can get you living in fear, you will never be fruitful for the kingdom. You'll be afraid to step out and faith and courage and confidence. So the devil can come back. These demons can come back and demonize you, move things around in your room, make things sort of go bad, try to manipulate circumstances, which they have some power to do, and and get you frustrated. But they can't possess you. So 
the scripture says, if they come back and see the house is still empty, in other words, you've not come to know Christ, then here's what's going to happen. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first, so also will it be for this evil generation. So, a couple of things. One, the Bible says, and Jesus said that the, the demon goes out and gets seven spirits. Now, is that literally seven? Could be, but it could be just symbolic because the number seven represents a perfect or complete number. So Jesus could be saying the demon goes out and gets as many demons as it takes to do the job of messing this person's life up for as long as they can. And that perfect number could be seven, could be 12, right? Or it could be literally seven. Regardless, the next point is, is what matters, that the person's life is going to be worse off than before. Absolutely worse off. So as the devil leaves, the spirit must come. Now, Jesus ties this back to the people that he's talking to. People are looking for a sign, looking for a miracle, people that don't like Jesus to begin with. So he says this to them. So also it will be to this evil generation. So Jesus says, look, you've had the chance to change and you haven't. And if you don't understand what's about to visit you, it's going to put you in the worst state imaginable. And what is that? That is dying without Christ as your Savior. If you die without Christ as your Savior, everything you've experienced on this earth will be child's play compared to the eternity you will spend without the Lord in a real place called hell. Prepared, by the way, Scripture tells us, for the devil and his followers. Not prepared for me and you. It is not God's will for you to go there. So if you don't know Christ, know him today. Here's what you pray. Just right there where you are, just pray, hey, Lord, it's me. Thank you for letting me pray. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you bodily resurrected on the third day. And right now, I place my faith and my trust in you alone for salvation. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for changing my life. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, find the Lord today. Walk with him and you'll have unbelievable favor. That's grace for every step of your journey. We'll talk again later. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.